You are listening to Faith in Formation, a podcast of Faith Community Church. This year, we're working our way through the New City Catechism and discussing its implications for our daily lives. I did want to think a little bit about, we've talked about the importance of bearing the image of God, but we have also come to this reality that we are broken, right? Our natures have been uh, marred by sin, and so we do not reflect God's image perfectly. How do we as humanity, what is our hope then? So we, we look at Genesis chapter 1, mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 2, things are good. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve are able to do what we cannot do today. Is there a hope for us to get back to that point? Yes. What would you, <laughs> what would you say, John, <laughs> if you had to put your finger on it? What would be our hope? Well, Paul tells us that in the same way that the first Adam failed, God provided a second Adam. He provided a, a restart. Jesus, beca- Jesus came down to be human to fulfill everything that Adam did not. He came down to be, what did you say, prophet, priest, king. Is that what? That's that sounded what really smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that's, what, that's, that's who Jesus is. That's what he came to do. Yes. Right. I mean, Hebrews 1, but also Colossians 1, but also, well, so Hebrews 1, starting in verse 1, long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Mm -hmm. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. Why don't you just read the whole chapter? Yeah. Well, keeps, there we go. It, it, it keeps, that, it <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's doesn't good. it go on to quote, this is Psalm 8, right? Yes. Yeah. It does. We've already talked about, so I'll stop there. Also, I, I, yeah, just to give a reference to what I was talking about, Re- Romans chapter 5, um, verses 12 to 21 talks about Christ being the new Adam, but in verses 18 and 19, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. That's good. I, I, you may not realize this when you read through the New Testament the first time, but the idea of image is so connected mm-hmm. in the New Testament and specifically in and through the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Colossians 1.15, Katie passed by it, but I do think it's worth reading at least the first verse, in, uh, verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 1.3, he's the imprint of his nature. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 14.15 says that he is like us in every way except <laughs> without sin, right. meaning he perfectly images God. Uh, John 14.8 that uh, the Philip comes to Jesus and says, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus says to him in verse 9, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has, see, who, whoever has, seen, me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? He's saying you're looking at him. I am the image of God 
perfectly represented represented in creation. I am him. That, that's what Jesus is saying. That, Amen. It helps complete. I never understood why Jesus was called the last Adam. But that makes sense because because the first Adam failed, right? Jesus steps in and, and does what we cannot, which is live this perfect life, represent God's glory perfectly in his fullness. And I think the beauty of, I mean, if you read through the epistles, especially, mm-hmm. and if you just trace through that phrase in him, and I know this is a discussion that we've been had ongoing, but because we are in Christ. Right, yeah. That's yes. it. Yes. Yeah. There it is. There it is. There Author, it I mean, is. we've been working through Ephesians one, and that's mm-hmm. the beauty of all of those the the spiritual blessings of being in Christ. Mm-hmm. That all things are essentially that idea of recreation after mm-hmm. decreation. So, so what Katie is talking about is we're, we're we're looking, we're moving from the justification of the cross, right? So Jesus is the perfect image of God. And in being the perfect image of God, he can now lead the new way as the new head, as the new Adam. And so what he does, Jesus, is he dies on the cross. And so he he takes on as the perfect representative, the perfect vice regent. He, in his death, taking on the sins of the world, dealing with the wrath of God, he now becomes the way in which we can find restoration in our marred image because now we can take on his image. And like Katie said, so much of the New Testament is exactly about that, that idea that in Christ, we now are being formed in the image of Jesus. Second uh, Corinthians 3.18, we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. One of the interesting things about that verse is there's almost a callback. If you remember Moses, he would go up the mountain, he'd spend time with God, he'd come down, and what would he have to do? He'd have to wear a veil because of the radiance of God shone so brightly, the people could not handle it. And now we're re- being told by Paul, with unveiled face, we are being transformed. Mm-hmm. We, we can walk with the radiance of God oh, so put good. on us because of what Christ has done. And that's what's happening, one degree of glory to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I, I just went to Revelation 20. Oh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but that's that's the ultimate goal. Is the, yes. the, Jesus being the new Adam, us being unfiltered uh, from God now, mm-hmm. unveiled faces. Our, the ultimate goal is going back to dominion. We're ruling with Christ. Right. Not on our own planets. Just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> but I think First Corinthians fifteen forty nine speaks to that as well. As yeah. as was the man of dust. So also are those who are of the dust. And is the man of heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. Just as we have been born the image of man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. This This is the direction we're going in, that your sanctification isn't just you becoming a better person. It's actually you becoming like Jesus. Colossians 3, 9 Uh, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self of its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So again, it's not just about being a better person, which is a byproduct of what? 
becoming like Christ. Yeah. It's not just that you become better because you're better now. Right. No, no, you actually are being conformed into the, per- the fullness of your humanity, which was expressed by Jesus. And following that thread, I mean, so taking us all the way back to Genesis 1, to that, the mandate to be fruitful, to multiply, you can follow that theme, jump ahead to Noah, right? After God floods the whole earth and starts over again with, with Noah and his family, um, he gives them the same command hmm. to go out, be fruitful and multiply. Um, and then you jump ahead to Abraham and the covenant and the, the promise to, I will make nations of you. I will make you as fruitful as the stars of the sand of the sea. And the idea that it was through that multiplication and that fruitfulness that Jesus was going to come and that yes. all the nations yeah. of the world will be blessed. And then you jump ahead to the Great Commission and Jesus says to go out and make disciples. So we're multiplying. Right. And all through Acts, the church is being multiplied. It's being multiplied and disciples are being made to, and then to the end to where Jonathan was, Revelation 20. Um, that Following that theme is really sweet of, you know, it kind of being renewed with Jesus's command to go out and then make disciples. What John said earlier in that, in part of the the function of male and femaleness is the procreation. When we are as, as believers, we should understand that to be twofold because mm-hmm. at the core of it, what God is saying, multiply my dominion over the earth. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I want you to increase so that my rule, my good rule may increase. And so as believers, and we look at the great commission, that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. That we are expanding the rule, the kingdom of God into yeah. the world. Yeah. 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 In Genesis, it was primarily, or maybe not primarily, initially physical and then implicitly spiritual. Mm-hmm. With the church, it is initially spiritual, mm-hmm. but also physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of the things I want to encourage you with is that this, is, this was God's plan. Right, eight, uh, Romans eight twenty nine, a passage we're very familiar with. For those whom he knew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. This is not a shock. This is not a, I have to, now that Adam and Eve have marred the image, figure out what I'm going to do. No, no, the plan was that we who were foreknown were predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And then you get those he predestined, he also mm-hmm. called. Those he called, he justified. And those he justified, he glorified. We're, mm-hmm. we're moving towards the perfect image of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think one of the things that I was thinking about beforehand is question for how and why God created us goes back and answers, fills out the answer to question one in why it is hopeful that we are not our own, that we are God's. And so I just, in, as we go through these from week to week, and we've got 47 of these left, um, to kind of keep in mind how these are all going to interlink. They're all going to feed on and build, build on each other as we go through. So in a way, what we're doing in working through the New City Catechism is we're building a systematic theology, a theology that seeks to answer questions about ethics, about human life, about God. And so good systematic theology is grounded in biblical theology, which looks to have the whole Bible interact with these questions. Which is what Katie just demonstrated for us. Right. Yes. And so even we're going to be going back to answering this question. You're thinking uh, about question one, was there only hope in life and death? But even as we hear see that word glorify God, Mm -hmm. question six asks, 
how can we glorify God? So what we're mm. saying is this is part one, and we'll keep talking about... Uh, this is part four. <laughs> no, I mean of talking about... Of 52. Glorifying God. <laughs> Don't yeah, abso- me. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, right. I agree. But I did want to, before we end, uh, are there any resources you guys might encourage people to look at, listen to, Tim as they Keller. think about this conversation? Tim Keller wrote a book that was really helpful for me as I was working through depression called The Art of Self-Forgetfulness. Mm. And in it, he talks a lot about these the implications of the teaching of Imago Dei, but also realizing when you are in the middle of depression that you're just you're just so you're looking at yourself and when you're looking at yourself you're not looking at god mm. and god is god is the thing that is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything amen good job amen that's good i would encourage you there's a video by the bible project it's titled, You're Supposed to Rule the World, Here's How. It's like six minutes. I think it does a good job of helping you think about what does it mean for us to exercise dominion? What was that supposed to look like? What does Jesus do in light of that? I also think there's, I've mentioned the book, I think a couple of times, but Created in God's Image by Anthony Hokema. It does a really good work of breaking down this concept, how you see it in the Bible, how you see it historically played out the implications of it when we think about sin and our nature. So I would encourage you, it's a, uh, it's a good book. It's about a medium level and challenge, uh, but I think it's worth slowly working through. It help you think a lot about this topic. Anything written by Paul? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one. It's not, okay, so it's called Eve in Exile, The Restoration of Femininity. It's written by Rebecca Merkel. Um, It has been on my mind. I just watched. There's also a documentary. I would highly recommend if you are a reader to read the book first. They're both great. Um, But her, the whole, the the entirety of the book, she's going through the, the history of a woman's role. And she's grounding things in scripture. And she talks about the feminism movement starting at the, with the first wave. But her whole point is that we as women, just like as men, but her audience is women. So, um, but we are the glory of God and how we are created to represent him. And, and what does that look like? What are the really practical implications of that? Um, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're married and have children or married and don't have children. Um, but it was a really beautiful portrayal of, of what that can and should look like. So I highly recommend that. Amen. And as usual, we'll have those hyperlinked below on the show notes so you can click the link watch the video engage and we just want to continue to encourage you engage with these conversations if you have questions uh, send them to us ask us most of you see us uh, at church on Sunday morning so you can do that Uh, but continue to recite memorize and meditate Mm. think through what we're learning that we might be continually transformed by the renewing of our minds bye bye bye